Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Love Frequency podcast. I am so grateful and honored that you're here and tuning in and listening to this episode. I promise you are not going to be disappointed with this one. This is a juicy conversation and I'm so excited to share it with you. Today I am speaking with my mentor, Tanine Mateen. She has been coaching me over the last seven months and I have been in a container with her. She has been my teacher in a trauma-informed certification which I have been in. So she has played such a hugely important role in my journey so far and there is just nobody else I would like to have on as the first guest of this podcast for that very reason. She is a coach that truly understands the importance of reconnecting all parts of ourselves, so the mind, the body and the soul. And she teaches this in such a fun and lighthearted way. She takes a really holistic approach to healing, combining a trauma-informed approach together with science, so really modern findings in science, in quantum physics, so that you can understand the innate power that exists within us and the actual true nature of reality. She also combines psychology um, with it as well. So it's a really well-rounded approach to healing and to transformation and is why I was so drawn to her because that's what I was looking for. That's what my soul was crying out for. I felt like a holistic approach was what I needed and I'm so happy that that's the route I took because I have seen such a profound change within myself and her teachings is what has completely influenced me to create my own work and to put my own magic out in the world, which embodies a very similar approach. So I'm excited for you guys to meet her, to listen to her, to be in her energy for the next 45 minutes and learn about what a spiritual awakening is, how you can access the wisdom of your body, the importance of emotional processing and what that even is. Um, we really just dive into so many interesting topics that I know you guys are going to love. So without further ado, I am going to stop jabbering about it and let you guys actually start listening to this amazing podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Love Frequency podcast, Neen. I am so grateful and honored to have you here and have you as my first guest on the podcast. You have been such a hugely important part of my journey and my evolution, my awakening, and a huge part of why the Love Frequency has even come into existence. So I'm just so buzzing to have you here and to be in your energy for the next hour. Um, I've already given you a little intro before. I pre-recorded an intro for you. So we can start. You can maybe just give your own intro in your in your own words of who Tanine is, just to get us started off. 
Yeah. Hi guys. I'm so excited to be here and I'm just so excited for the love frequency to birth into the world because this woman has got some magic to share. And so who am I? My name's Tanine. I'm the founder and CEO of the Energetic Revolution, which is a conscious and spiritual platform for those spiritual leaders, healers, and the spiritually curious that are looking for scientific-based spiritual resources that can really support them in their awakening. It's trauma-informed, it's grounded, and you know, I really created this platform to speak to the logical minds of today's society so that we can really bridge the gap between the spiritual and the physical so that we can start to heal and awaken. Um, so that is a little bit about me. It is the most powerful thing. It was like the best decision I ever made to sign up to that course. And it was just so funny how it even happened because it was just like a pull, like an intuitive pull. And these are the things that start to happen as you awaken and as you get more in tune with yourself. Um, you just feel pulled in certain directions and logically it might make no sense because it didn't make any sense for me at the time. I couldn't afford it. There was so many analytical things in my mind, X, Y, Z, but it all worked out perfectly. It all happened. Um, And that's what happens um, when you get in tune. So I kind of just want to start there um, Mm -hmm. and talk about what is a spiritual awakening? Because I know there's probably some people who are listening to this and they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) What (laughs) What even is this? It's like such a vast topic, but I'm going to do my best to describe it in, in my experience and what I, what I see in other people. It's like, we like spiritual awakening is when we actually start to wake up that there's a deeper part of us. Like we're not just these humans with these personalities. We actually have this depth to us. We have this soul. We have a unique essence and a unique signature and a unique purpose that we're here to fulfill in this world. And I noticed that people who are spiritually awakening are starting to realize and wake up to the fact that they've just kind of been going through the motions of their life. They've just been, you know, checking off the boxes, doing the things that they're supposed to. And when they start to awaken, they really start to question, like, what am I doing? Like, is this, is this really what I want to be doing? And that questioning starts the journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and then we just go down this rabbit hole of Did you have any like particular symptoms or, you know, maybe someone is like, is this a spiritual awakening? Am I going through it or am I not? Because I know for me, what actually started to happen was I started to really experience a lot of anxiety far more than I ever had experienced before. And to the point I was just like, what, what, what's going on? I was going to the doctor, like what is happening? Um, and they're just handing me over pills. I'm like, I know this isn't what I'm supposed to, like, I'm not supposed to be taking these pills. And now looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, it was because I was awakening. Um, and that was my symptom. So I'm interested to hear what your experience was with it or sign, like common signs and symptoms for people who might be wondering if it's happening to them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's such a good question. I feel like everyone's awakening is so unique. You know, there are some people that have like a traumatizing experience and that awakens them. There are some people that, like you were saying, have anxiety. And I, I genuinely feel like anxiety is just our soul screaming at us because we're so out of alignment. I'm sure when you had that anxiety, you were just so out of alignment with who you truly are. And 100%. It was like unbearable for you to be in your body mm-hmm. because your soul's like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, So, you know, for me, my journey was like, it was such a rude awakening. I experienced a lot of confusion. I experienced a lot of confusion about the path that I was like dead set on. I was going to go to New York. I was going to work on Wall Street. Like that was the thing. Like that was the vision. And then I had a conversation with this guy in Croatia who was a fisherman. And next thing I know, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know? And, and it was that conversation that just had me start questioning. And I did experience anxiety. I actually went through, I had never really navigated depression. And there was a time where I was living in DC where I was like suicidal. I was depressed. I, I had no energy. I was just confused about my life. Like And I was seeking outside of myself so badly for all the answers. I was like Googling things like what's wrong with me? (laughs) Like, why does my body feel this way? Um, So I think there's so many things. It's like your body could be speaking to you. You could be confused about who you are questioning it. Um, That was my experience. I had a lot of confusion. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I totally resonate with so much of that. And what you said there about your body communicating with you. I think that when we allow ourselves to really get in tune with our body, it gives us so much answers. So I'd love to kind of dive in on that. You had an Instagram um, post where you said your body doesn't forget. That was it. Your body doesn't forget. And I think that's such so powerful and it's so true. So much information is, is stored in here from your past. So when we allow ourselves to get in tune with that information, our answers can arise. So maybe just kind of going into that, how do we access the body? Yeah. I mean, our intuition lives in the body. It doesn't live in the mind, right? And when we go through hardship, when we go through challenging experiences, when we have overwhelming experiences that we don't know how to process, the emotions of that get trapped and stored in the body, right? And then if we don't acknowledge it, if we don't process it, like our body doesn't forget. The energy doesn't go anywhere, right? Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be moved from one to another. So, you know, if we're holding on to this guilt and shame that we've had since we were five years old and you haven't processed it, it's not going anywhere. It's just being suppressed in the body. And then, you know, we keep suppressing and we keep suppressing. And then we're like, all of a sudden we're like in our twenties and we're thirties and we're like, all of a sudden I have anxiety and I wonder why, you know, it's, it's all of this suppressed emotion. Our body doesn't forget. And it's so interesting because we've evolved as a species to become so in the mind that we forgot the intelligence of the body. Like we forgot that, you know, Peter Levine wrote a book that talks about trauma and he compares it to like when two tigers like get into a fight. Right. And when they're done fighting, they like shake it off and then they're good. They like go on with their day and like, they didn't even feel like they got into like a fight. Humans don't shake it off anymore. We don't use our bodies to process overwhelm. We just 
keep going and we keep suppressing. And so the more that we do that, the more disconnected we become to ourselves because we're so numb in the body because we've been suppressing for so long that we actually can't even feel or hear our intuition. So that's a journey of starting to process the emotions so that you can even start to feel in yourself. Like I'm sure you experienced this. Like when I first started my journey, I was like so numb. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't even feel parts of my body. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's. I didn't even know that connecting to your body was a thing. Like I was, honestly, I, I had never even heard that before. Um, it was totally new to me and through breath work I lear- learned a lot about reconnecting to the body um, and what you said about that we're so psyche focused in in this society that we're living in it is psyche dominant but when we experience trauma a lot of us we don't realize that it's instinctual first it's our body that responds first then we create an emotion then we have the stories in the mind But right now in our society, we're tackling the mind first when that's the last spot that it lands. You know, that's the last point within our body where the trauma manifests. So targeting the first point, which is our instinctual response, our nervous system is so important. And that's been a huge part of the energetic revolution. You've taught us so much of getting back in tune with the body through body sensing, through the most incredible breathwork journeys ever um you've <laughs> they've just been wild um <laughs> but it's, oh good you were like sweating so much in the last oh my, my god, god. <laughs> <laughs> there's like another yeah. color I was like maroon literally you were red it was so funny and it's just like I I totally it, it blows my mind because it doesn't even take that long with the right support to start to sense and feel the body. Because like even like a year, a year ago, I was so numb. And there are very simple practices, like as you've learned in the energetic revolution, there's simple practices that you can just implement in your day-to-day way of being that just starts to open you up, that starts to bring your awareness into the body and less into the mind. I truly like, I don't even make decisions from my mind anymore because anytime I do, it leads me down a path of just most resistance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anytime I tune into the body and I listen to like what feels good in my body, it is just easeful. It's effortless. Like it's enjoyable. I'm like, Oh, life can be this way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that's intuition. Like that is our intuition, you know, another way of saying it. Um, And I think what a lot of people struggle with is kind of differentiating intuition and fear. They're like, is this fear or is this my intuition? Can we touch on that a little about how people can actually distinguish the the two? Yeah, absolutely. So the way to start being able to sense your intuition starts with nervous system awareness. So it is so important to be able to identify when your nervous system is stressed. Because anytime you're stressed, you're in fight or flight. And when you're in fight or flight, what's happening is that your body is producing these chemicals in your brain where you're literally not thinking rationally. Right. So first thing is just like tune into your body. And when your nervous system stressed, you feel like 
tense. Like your body's like contracted. You feel tense. You feel contracted. You, it's kind of hard to breathe. Your breath is probably shallow. You know, it's all of these, like, it's just overall restriction is what you feel. And so if you notice that you're in that, you can use the breath as simple as just like breathing in and out like 10 times, like (sighs) simple as that. Yeah. It's incredible. It's such, such simple information, but it's the most powerful, life-changing, incredible, potent magic. Like it's actually magic because when we allow ourselves to actually process and and sit with the emotions that we've been suppressing and allow whatever is wanting to come to the surface. Because when we are feeling those emotions of anxiety, I truly believe it's just that emotion that is, it's like knocking on your your door being like, I want to be released. There's something here that the body wants to let go of. And when we actually allow ourselves to do that, that's when we start to transmute. That's when we start to elevate our frequency. And that's a huge part of what you teach in the energetic revolution. And it's also what I have really kind of embodied and what I am going on a journey of teaching others about too, because that's when we can start experiencing miracles. That's when we start feeling our truth, feeling connected to who we truly are. This is like the fun stuff. Yes, at the beginning, it might feel a little bit like, oh, what the fuck is going on? This is like so intense. But then you will really experience like the magic of it. And yeah, I'd love to hear about like certain magical synchronicities, this experiences in your life that you're, you've experienced throughout your, your journey. Wow. There's so many, it's mm. like, where do I even begin? I can, I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I will just share the most recent one of being in Boulder. And I totally agree. It's like something that I realized was, I felt like I had to suffer Cause like, there's the story of like, you know, you got to go through the dark night of the soul in order to like transcend. And, you know, there are dark nights of the soul that we experience and there's pain and there's suffering, but, and I'm curious if you have this experience as well. I feel like now when I'm in my grief, when I'm in my shame, when I'm in my guilt, I'm like holding it in this compassion, in this love. And it actually allows it to transmute so much faster. And it, it's weirdly enjoyable. Like even though I'm in physical pain and I'm crying, I'm like, oh, this is so good because I'm getting this out of my body. Like it's relieving. It's like weirdly you start to like enjoy it. Yes. 100%. Like it looks to the eye. It might look like, oh my God, that doesn't look very enjoyable, but it's so, you feel so light afterwards. You're, you're, it's like, Um, I've heard this analogy before, like we're walking around with this bag of rocks and when we allow ourselves to actually release and transmute, um, it, it's like that weight is lifted off you and it truly, that's what it feels like. It's a lightness. And I, yeah, I've experienced that at the beginning, I think because I didn't know what was going on before I stepped into the energetic revolution, I think why it was difficult and why like it felt like suffering was because I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know I was supposed to process. I was suppressing. I was trying to just figure it out with my mind. Um, But having learned what I have learned throughout the energetic revolution, it's been like, I have a totally different experience with it. You know, it's not as if um, things don't arise in life anymore. Of course they do. It's, it's life. Things are going to arise. There's going to be some, 
uncomfortable emotions that come to the surface, but it's the transmutation that can happen now that is so much faster. Like even before this, getting on this podcast, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is the first interview. How is it going to go? Um, you know, feeling feeling a bit nervous, um, feeling the feels, but I was able to just sit in it, connect to my body, give myself what I needed, let whatever needed to come to the surface to come. And it, it was beautiful. And now I'm here and I'm sitting grounded and connected in this conversation, which is which is huge. This this is what happens. Absolutely. I have chills. I like keep getting chills whenever you talk. Yeah. It's so it's so juicy. It's like living life. <laughs> when you've processed these emotions, there's like this richness to it. It's like, it's like literally you look at the trees and they're brighter and you like look at the simple things and they just like excite you. They bring you joy because when we numb our pain, we also numb our joy, you know? So if we're wanting to experience the fullness of life and life feels dull and life feels like, you know, just bland that's kind of that was my experience like right before my awakening I was like this just feels dull and I I remembered as a child like this like glimmering experience of being a human and and it started to numb down as I got older so yeah I I just I feel like the emotional work and having the tools and that's why I designed the energetic revolution I'm like here's everything you need to know to like successfully ride the waves of your spiritual awakening. So it's not a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not super painful because you can totally be led so far off your path because of your attachment style or because of your parts or because of this, you know, like, and when you can identify what's arising with you and give it context, give your experience some context, you know how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's so juicy. And mm-hmm. my most recent manifestation is probably me moving from California to Boulder. That was like total, it was just unexpected. I was not even planning on moving. And I came to visit Colorado. And the moment that I was like walking around in Boulder, I just heard my soul be like, you need to be here right now. And I was like, you want me to move from San Diego, California. I lived a mile away from the beach in this beautiful house. And like all my friends are there. I have an epic community, like all the things. And it was just such a clear sign. And I was like, okay, God, I was like, if you want me to be here, make it easy, fast and something I can't say no to. And I text one friend and I knew his mom had a place here. And next thing I know, I'm walking into the apartment it's actually a wild story. The apartment in and of itself was lived in by drug dealers. So I walk in, there's like a bong on the stairs. It's so disgusting, like so disgusting. And I'm looking at this place and I'm scared to be inside the apartment at this point. I'm like, there's like dark spirits in here. Like I need to get out. And I walk out and my whole body is like, yes, It's like such a clear yes. And like, I'm telling you, I make all my decisions from my body and none from my mind. And I was like, all right, like if I'm supposed to be here, like let's lean into this. And next thing I know, my friend's mom was like giving me a couple thousand dollars to be able to furnish the place and help her like redesign it essentially because it was trashed. And I was like, wow, I really can't say no to that. I love interior design. It's an amazing two bedroom right next to downtown Pearl street. It's like prime location. I'm like, 
wow, okay, this, this actually works. <laughs> and next thing I know, I like packed up my house and a month later I was on the road to Boulder. And the moment that I got here, I had been wa- wanting to create so much for my business, launch so much for my business. And it's like the second I got here, it all just channeled through. Mm-hmm. I just needed to have space. I needed to be really grounded. And for those of you guys that don't know, like the nature around you impacts you. And so living by the ocean, it's like water, it's transformative. It's constantly changing. It's constantly moving like mountains, like unmovable, they're grounded, they're rock solid. And so, you know, as a sensitive being, like the the nature here just supported me and it logically made no sense, but it's like my body, my soul knew something that I couldn't, logically see until I just surrendered to my body, surrendered to my intuition and allowed myself to be guided. And it's Mm -hmm. been bliss since I've been here. I've been on such a high frequency and it's like, and never, it feels like a never ending momentum and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It's so apparent from like, even just seeing you on social media and stuff, the moment you moved to Boulder, it was like, whoa there is something moving through her she is creating like on a next level momentum um and it's just yeah when you listen that's that that's what you get um and I guess there's a couple of things you said there that I want to touch on so first of all about God so I grew up in like because you 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 know you put it out there and you asked God um, to help you for this manifestation if it's meant to happen let it be easy let it be fun let it be enjoyable those are the three things yeah and I said something I can't say no to <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> something you can't say no to and that that's literally what arrived in your field you couldn't yeah. say no to that like that was just so perfect it was just a, a sure sign okay this is right this is what I meant to do you got the assurance that you needed and you did the thing and you got the award or rewards at the end of it for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what I want to talk about is like the relationship with God. Like, did you always reference God as God? Because I know I'm kind of going through this myself at the moment. I've grown up as a, in a Catholic family, went to a Catholic school. And so like for most of my life, I kind of had a weird um association with the word God and I'm now starting to kind of invite that word back into my life mm-hmm. let's let's chat about that let's chat about it <laughs> such a good question because I went on that journey too like I did not use the word God I would say probably until like six months ago because the energy was just it's so ineffable like there's no words to truly describe the energy and it it felt so much more powerful than using the word spirit or quantum Mm. field or divine intelligence. Cause you know, for those of you that read some of my work or, you know, go through the certification, it's like, I use the word universe and divine intelligence because it is a divine intelligence that's working through you. Like if you think about it, like when an acorn falls into the ground and turns into an acorn tree, there's an intelligence that is, working through that to be able to have that acorn turn into a tree. And we're not far off from nature. We are nature. We have Mm -hmm. that same intelligence within us 
but we hijack that intelligence with our minds. So, you know, I started calling it the universe. That was like, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, I was calling it the universe, like my connection with the universe and all of these things. And, and then that started to evolve into divine intelligence because I was getting really nerdy into quantum physics and like, it just like worked. And then I feel like for me, the big shift happened when I no longer felt separate from this energy. Like there was a point in my journey that, you know, God, the universe was no longer something outside of me that I was speaking to. I was that energy. There's Mm -hmm. no separateness between me and that energy. And I feel like the more that I started to experience divine will over my willpower, which are two totally different things, I was like, I'm not even creating this. I'm just the vessel, mm-hmm. you know? And and then you go into these texts and it was just in my own personal experience of, yeah, this energy is just so powerful that's moving through me that it felt authentic for me to start calling this energy God. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wasn't like, always that way. Mm, I feel like I'm at that space, but it's almost like I feel um, st- like ashamed. There's like shame or mm-hmm. stigma or something around totally. using that word. Um, but yeah, I feel like it, it just feels aligned. It feels like respectful I don't know what it is it just feels like right that this is this is what it is it is God and you can also call it whatever the hell you like it but it is God and we all have this innate intelligence this this godly power within absolutely all of us like everyone this is who we are this is what we came from it's the thing that birthed us into the universe you know we all came from the same source when you realize that I think that's when you and you let that work through you and you open yourself up as a vessel you feel it you don't have to explain this with words it's a felt sense you you just you just know 100 and and to touch on what you were mentioning just you feel shameful or guilty using that word I feel like especially in our generation like so many people are traumatized by religion Mm. because on some level, your body can sense that there's that there's a lot of really beautiful religions, and there's there's a lot of just like it's like telephone, right? It's like it's the religions getting clouded with people's opinions, and it's like your body can sense like you know the lack of truth, and so a lot of people just abandon religion altogether. Like there's such a trend of people completely like not wanting to go down the religious path because of their own traumas. I've worked with tons of people that have come from Catholic schools and the the guilt that they carry because, you know, they feel like they're sinning and it's painful. You know, it's like, there's a relationship with God of like, God is watching over you, making sure you don't do anything wrong. And my experience is like, God is just leading me to love and light and, and true bliss and Mm -hmm. guiding me into deeper service for myself so that I can then serve humanity and the world and like show up in that way Mm -hmm. so and help them remember that truth 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, also surrender. That's another thing that you just mentioned about yeah. surrender. And it's such a huge part of anyone who is going through any personal growth journey Surrender is the key to your presence. It's the key to you actually doing anything that you want to do. Um, in my opinion, it's it's played such a hugely important role um, on my journey so far. And it's something you really, it came from you. You know, you taught me so much about, about the art of surrender and to release control and let go of it. But it is a journey. Um, and it's actually something that we touched on in depth this week in the energetic revolution, which I loved. So yeah, maybe if we could just go in there and chat about the steps of surrender, the art of surrendering, what, what, what is this thing that everyone's talking about? Because I think some people can kind of get annoyed when let's say there's something that's agitating them or getting to them. And someone says, oh, like the answer is to let go. And it can be kind of like, oh my God, can you ever just give me some solid advice? Because how, how can I let this go? You know, but it it really is that simple. And I think when there's some context around it, which I know you'll be able to explain so beautifully, um, it might resonate a bit more with people. So, yeah, I want to touch on, like, I feel like my experience, there's like a different quality to letting go than there is to surrender. So I kind of want to touch on both. Like when you find yourself so wound up, like there's like a charge in your body, you can like feel you're like wound up around a specific thing. That's when it's so powerful to be able to, to really allow yourself to be with the emotion and, and allow it to feel safe enough so you can let it go, right? It's Mm -hmm. like being able to emotionally process that surrender. Like I I equate letting go a lot more to like emotions and I equate surrender more to like my intuition will, you know, give me that feel, right? It's like, go this way. And then what happens is our personal preferences start to get in the way. It's like when I had the intuitive pull to come to Boulder, my personal preferences are like, you don't like the cold, (laughs) first and foremost. Like you love the sun, you live at the beach, all your friends are here. All my personal preferences were telling me, don't make this decision, you know, like don't do that. But surrender is letting go for me, the mental thought, the mental construct, and really allowing my body, my, the felt sense of my experience to guide me. And it's like, sometimes we have to let go of the mental construct so we can surrender Mm -hmm. into where we're being guided. Yeah, totally. And there's so much wisdom to emotions. Like they're not like, sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, they're such a block or they're getting in my way, but there's so much wisdom in your emotions. Like Mm -hmm. if you can really look at every experience that you're having in your life, being a mirror to something that you have experienced at one point that is just still stuck in your body. And when you, when you, allow yourself to process that emotion, the habit that you keep attracting starts to dissipate. Mm-hmm. It's like magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is what you teach like so beautifully in the energetic revolution. It's just, it's been such an incredible 
experience. Um, Another thing you've really taught me about and something that came up for us this week has been boundaries. That's been one huge thing that I took away from the energetic revolution and the importance of having boundaries in your life, especially if you're a sensitive being like I am. And most people probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have that nature. Uh, Maybe you're an empath. And so for us, boundaries is really important. It's a very important aspect of us keeping at a high frequency, keeping at a, a high yeah, energetic state. And so, yeah, something you spoke about this week in our in our call, which I thought was really interesting, was karmic relationships mm-hmm. and <laughs> how we all have these. And it was I actually had never thought about it before. And I think it would be yeah something interesting to to maybe finish up with yeah yeah we have these relationships that carry just an extra charge to them and we don't really know why right it's like maybe it's a family member maybe it's a friend and there's just a really intense charge between you guys as much as you try to forgive love all the things it's like there's still things that are present there and Essentially, karmic relationships are these relationships that we came into this lifetime to teach each other like big lessons so that we can get on our path so we can learn the things that we need to learn to come here. And I just, you know, David R. Hawkins is one of the pioneers of consciousness. He's done so much work and he talks about karmic relationships and anytime that we're experiencing an extra intensity, oftentimes it can relate to past lives. So when we're trying to make sense of why am I so angry at this person or why am I so resistant to this person? And we're trying to make sense of it from like this 3D reality of this lifetime, it may not make sense to you. And that's why, you know, being able to touch the emotions and master emotional processing is so powerful because sometimes you don't even need to know if the emotion was from your past life or, you know, we all carry emotions that are also just collective. Like if you're Jewish, you carry collective Jewish karma. I'm Persian, you know, I carry collective Persian karma and trauma. We, and and as women, we carry collective trauma in that way, you know, African-Americans, people of color, like we all have our own lineage that has its own unique karma. And we come into this life almost like predetermined with these, with these lessons that we're supposed to learn so we can awaken into why we're here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, karmic relationships can be challenging and that's where the practice of really like letting go and, and non-attaching there when we're in those really intense charges, if you can really practice non-attachment and practice like, and there's a difference between non-attachment and detachment. Like you're not trying to completely avoid the emotion. You want to allow the emotion without like feeling that attachment to it, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And for someone who's trying to decide, you know, let's say there's, there's some relationship in their life, um, whether it's karmic or not, and they feel like they need to create some boundaries for their own (laughs) for their own evolution um (laughs) 
how do you have any advice for them for boundary setting? You know, boundaries are so, it's like very situational depending on the person, depending on the relationship. I feel like my advice for that is to bring yourself into a state of presence first and foremost, and bring yourself into your heart. Because when we're trying to set a boundary from a place of trying to protect ourselves, it can be really hurtful for the other person because we're communicating all the time through nonverbals. People can feel when we're shutting them out and that's really painful to their system. And so there's a way to remain open and loving and compassionate and set a boundary. And so, you know, for anyone that is really looking to create a boundary in their life, first and foremost, I always find that it's powerful to like get really clear on your vision and who you're becoming. And why is it really important for you to create this boundary, right? Like tune into yourself and your needs and why is this not serving you or why is it unhealthy? And then by identifying that, then you can deepen into how can I find compassion for this person? Even, you know, I was in a relationship that was incredibly toxic, narcissistic, like very mentally and emotionally abusive. And until I was able to really find compassion for him and realize like he is so innocent in his own way of being, he's just someone who is trying to survive, who's been through trauma, who's who's doing the best that he can, right? And when I'm able to find compassion for that person and know what my needs are, you know, if the person is like, you know, trying to like get you to not have the boundary or, you know, kind of manipulate the conversation in a way to open you back up because you're so rooted in what you need and you're so clear of like, I love you and like, I don't feel I don't feel guilty that I'm creating this boundary, you know, because sometimes when we feel guilty, we're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe we can like try this. Right. But when you genuinely have love for them and you know what you need, then you're coming from a place of like such strong integrity within yourself that you become unwavering. You found your inner peace. And when you're in peace, like you just see the truth of the situation. And once you're at that level of consciousness you know, it's kind of challenging to go back because you're like, this piece feels really good. And I want to continue mm-hmm. this in my life. And I want to continue to create balance and harmony. So that would be my advice. Mm-hmm. And it really is operating from, from true love for yeah. yourself, loving yourself, because it's such an act of self-love to do that. It's a difficult and challenging thing to do, but it's, yeah. it's honoring yourself and, and your needs and doing it in a loving way is, is not really it's not harming anyone you know and it's also teaching them something that was something that you told me um, which really stuck with me that it can actually serve that other person too that is is it's exactly what they needed um, in their life too for them to learn 100% I'm so glad that you brought that up because when we're honoring our truth what is in the highest good for us then then other people like are going to learn what they need to learn. And if we're allowing people to stay in their patterns and not really disrupt that, then, you know, they're never going to be able to have that reflection, that opportunity to see like, oh, or even question, like, why is this person creating a boundary and, and start that questioning within themselves 
if that's their path, you know, but if not, you, you, your responsibility is yourself. And for those of you out there that are dreamers, entrepreneurs, you have big goals, you have big visions, getting to that point of, of the dream, the goal can't happen unless you create boundaries because then your momentum, your energy is being like, it's like, you're here and then you're here and then you're, you're all over the place. Right. So boundaries keep your field so clear in your intentions. And when you're really clear in your intentions, your actions naturally start to feel inspired to move towards those intentions. But when there's all this stuff in your field, all these people that are distracting you, all these things that aren't fully resonating with you, you're spending so much energy in resistance and then it's just, it's disrupting your momentum of creation. Mm-hmm. And that ties so in with that is surrender. Like that is, yeah. it's surrendering totally. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. So one question, this is like not even planned. It just came to me there. Perfect. <laughs> As I am open. I think I'm going to finish off these conversations by asking everyone a question. Um, so what just came to me there as we speak about love and love is such a huge part of what I am guiding people back to and uh, what this love frequency is all about so I want to know how you are choosing love for yourself in 2022 wow what a good question (laughs) look at you straight channeling from the divine (laughs) You guys should see her right now. Like her eyes are closed. She's like straight up channeling. It's so cute. I love it. How am I loving myself this year? I feel like. How are you choosing love? Yeah. How am I choosing love? I'm I'm choosing. I feel like my life is just the ultimate surrender experiment right now. And I feel like the most loving thing that I can do is really build this platform in the way that my vision is, is showing me to build it and to be really intentional about my energy so that that's my primary focus. Like that's the most loving thing I could do for myself. That's the most loving thing I can do for literally all of humanity. And Mm -hmm. it's a really big project. You know, I'm launching 33 courses over the span of this year and products and, and, there's just a lot that's happening. I'm going to be creating my own card deck and it's all channeling through and it feels like 20, it's like all meant to come through this year. And so the way that I'm practicing love is staying, you know, really devoted. And I love having like a word for the year. It really mm-hmm. helps me stay on track of like the overall energy. Mm-hmm. And my word for this year is execute. And like that's me being loving is like staying true to my intention, to my, my commitment is to execute. And so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation. I've absolutely loved it. Um, just, yeah. Where can people find you send out the deets? What are you offering? So you can find me on www.theenergeticrevolution.com. And I'm also on Instagram. You can find me at I am Tanine Mateen. And I will also be launching a podcast on February 22nd. And it's called It's a Vibe Podcast. So lots of different ways that you can find me. I can send you this information so you could put it in your show notes. Yeah. And 
please reach out. Like if something sparked something in you, like let's connect. I'm mm-hmm. so open. I love connecting with people that are on this journey and I'm all about it. Like the world's waking up fam and mm-hmm. it's just the beginning. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited for your podcast. It really is going to be a vibe. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you.